Hi, it's Watercolor with Wendy. Today we're going to talk about creative process again with a guest. And I have invited my friend Liza Bender, who's an artist and designer. And we're going to just talk about different aspects of creative uh, process and how you can make creative time for yourself and how that relates to other portions of your life. Liza, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Wendy. Good. So tell us a, tell us a little description of, of what you do in your life. Uh, yeah, I, so I'm a multidisciplinary artist, which means I utilize different modalities and different materials for creative expression and also for design work. Um, and you could check out what some of that is on my website, lizabender.com. Uh, I've done anything from uh, painting to sculpture to immersive experiences to virtual reality, dancing and singing, uh, lots of different modalities, lots of different materials. <laughs> yes, you're very, you're very good at going from one art form to another and it's not as hard for you as it is for some people. So. What I'm interested in, you know, is how we can help people learn to integrate creative process into their lives a little more, especially right now we're going through a hard time. And I know some people want to have more creativity in their lives, but they're having some troubles. So I was going to ask you some of the ways that you uh, navigate your creative time and to, to the best ability and how, how it uh, works for you. What are some of the things you do? Yeah. Um... So I try to, keyword try, to schedule some alone time. Uh, I find that I can drop into my creative flow uh, a lot faster if I don't hear other people in my space or see other people in my space. But that obviously is not um, super practical all the time. Uh, oftentimes there is other people in um the house that I am doing creative work in. Uh, so I try to create a schedule, uh, some time for creativeness and um, go to as quiet of a location as I can and uh, really allow myself to explore my feelings and uh, materials that I give myself to explore with. So you leave it a pretty open door there when you, you don't have a specific project when you're doing your personal creative time. And so uh, what is the value of doing that? Why take time for that? Yeah, I find that doing personal creative work is super important and helpful uh, to my emotional well-being. You know, I do... Uh, creative work for others, commissioned artwork, and that is has a lot more parameters and there's definitely more pressure involved in doing um, professional creative work. But when I do my personal creative work, I really try to create a space for myself to drop in with my emotions, allow myself to process either joyful thoughts and emotions that I'm having or 
drop in with myself and have some of the harder um, emotions and thoughts uh, expressed out onto whatever medium I've chosen to work with on that day. So, yeah, so it sounds like it could be scary at times when you face some of the inner things that are going on with us. What gives you the courage to go forward with that? Is it just experience and having a good outcome or what is it? Well, as you probably know, whenever you allow yourself to do creative work um, for your own personal uh, enjoyment, it doesn't always turn out that great. So it's not always, it's, it's mostly personal artwork is not about the outcome. It's actually about the process. And what I find important about doing the artwork is allowing for internal processes, thoughts, and feelings to express themselves outwardly because holding feelings in and holding thoughts inside, especially if they're difficult feelings or thoughts, um, is actually counterproductive. Um, And they can just fester internally. And what I find, at least for myself, and I'd encourage other people to do this too, is is if you're having hard feelings and you can create some creative space for yourself to try to externalize some of those thoughts and feelings, either by painting or sculpting or writing um, or doodling, uh, it seems to be helpful, at least for myself, to take any feeling, whether it's hard or not hard, and externalize it. Um, It seems to create a better feedback loop for yourself um, when when you can externalize a thought or a feeling uh, the process of, of grappling with those thoughts or feelings seem to go um, quicker and smoother when I externalize yeah yeah and it sounds there's a certain uh, art therapy aspect to it yeah where you're exactly. doing art for the emotional release or to process different kinds of feelings how does that relate for you to actually product make you're, you're going to make a sculpture you're going to make a painting mm-hmm. and is it difficult to uh, continue make a product without um, getting into that critical mode of it's wrong it's how do you navigate that part where it's uh, becoming something right but then you have the critic come in oh somebody's going to look at it and, and you want to continue. You want to keep working on it. You don't want that critic to take over. Right. Yeah, I mean, when I'm creating personal artwork or artwork that may end up being um, in a gallery, but not necessarily a commissioned piece, um, I do get an inner critic that pops up, usually not at the beginning of my explorative phase, of of uh of the creation but once the creation starts to look like something that i'm actually excited about and it's starting to really take a form that i'm um i'm finding pleasing 
the inner critic does seem to come in even though even if it's a artwork that I'm doing for myself the inner critic starts coming in and like yeah you like it but that doesn't mean other people are gonna like it sure you like it but is anyone gonna understand what you're trying to convey with it um that is a difficult thing to grapple with and what I find myself saying to myself is no one else is creating this and sure there'll be people that don't like it but it doesn't matter if other people don't like it there are going to be plenty of people who will like it and even if no one likes it you've at least externalized a feeling and the process of making it is actually more valuable than the thing that you've made Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I find the experience helps me over time when I hear that little voice and uh, in the middle of doing some uh, painting that um, I ignore, I put it in the corner and I ignore it for a while and it sort of goes away and it comes back and it goes away. And I find that it's just not helpful in the, in the end right. so that I can, um, I know it's always going to be there. Right. So I just work around it. I know it's going to try to interfere and then when I'm done I put away the art and I might think it's terrible but I know better than to make a judgment of my own work and oftentimes I divorce myself from the, the process and the baking of it and a few days later I look at it, oh well it's pretty good so I, I've done that so many times that I I'm able to ignore that that voice of critic because it's just getting in the way it's completely useless for me right yeah yeah uh you know, the inner critic for personal artwork, uh, it really isn't very helpful. And actually, yeah, you're right. Um, a way that you, you know, when you start getting critical in the moment, uh, it's probably a good time to put that piece of artwork away and yeah, revisit it later because, uh, yeah, oftentimes when you revisit a, a piece of work, you either can rework it and actually it turns out yeah. better or maybe it was already good and for whatever reason you were just self-sabotaging uh, your creative process um, for whatever reason <laughs> it just seems to be part of the arc of creating totally to go in and out of that oh this is terrible no I'm a genius look at this right. I, I go through that ups and downs it's sort of humorous because I, now I'm kind of used to it and so I push forward Right. But there is another kind of critic, I don't know if we call it a critic, where you are monitoring your your progress and you're trying to bend it in one direction or another. So I don't think of that as a critique as much as I'm self-guiding that I, oh, I, I want to change that or, oh, the color is off there. I'm going to fix it. And that one is a useful sort of critic to me. Do you ever right. experience that? Yeah, totally. And uh, sometimes, I mean, most of the time, for me at least, I don't have a specific idea of what I'm going to create when I start. But once I get into the creative flow and um, am navigating my inner critic uh, well and putting it in the corner, like you said, <laughs> um, I can, uh, while working on something, get a get a, a vision of like oh yeah this color I'd love to like make that richer and deeper you know um, it's kind of assessing 
where you're at and being present with the art piece and with the elements of the art piece. Whereas the critic usually isn't super present. It's actually uh, just an angsty part of yourself. Uh, so what you're describing is more of a presence with the art piece and it's constructive criticism. Like, oh, I see like, I, I want more open space there. Maybe I'll, you know, add a light color to this section. Uh, so it's more constructive criticism, whereas, uh, or critique, actually, instead of... One of my professors once put it as a compassionate witnessing, which we try yeah. to do, or I try to do with my students when I'm trying to help them through this, and with myself, too. It's compassionate witnessing in that we're just describing that color is dark and that one is light. Right and they this shape is big and this one is small and then you see it and then you might say oh now i want to make it bigger now i want to make it smaller or um the the um impact of what i'm doing isn't what the direction i want to go so i'm going to move that over so i like the way you're calling it a more of a presence that's very good yeah it's more observational instead of um critical language you're using with yourself is more observational and yeah yeah because <laughs> I, I think that the other extreme from the critic for me is where everything you do is great and everything there's nothing you can do wrong every time you throw paint down it's perfect you're wonderful and you don't <laughs> want you defy anyone to say that it isn't just absolutely wonderful if anyone is thinking <laughs> that they probably are not the greatest artists if they're just like everything I do is amazing I would question that artist <laughs> I yeah. would be hard I, I can't imagine a really um, enjoyable piece of artwork being made by someone who only has that feeling I, I'd, I would bet most artists are not thinking that most arts yeah, have there, the struggle. There's, <laughs> right. There's a there's just an I think it comes from fear that you you aren't really a great artist. Right. So you just say everything and it's a sort of defiance against learning the rules of fine art for let's say or just ignoring the fact that a, a color has a certain impact. Mm. So you just say, Well, anything I do is fine. And that means you don't have to learn the rules and start looking with that presence you're talking right. about at what happens when you put this color here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So also you are good at many forms of art, dancing, and you, you, you were uh, speaking with me another time about why some forms you um, have the critic and some you don't. Could you speak on that for a second? Uh, yeah. So it is interesting. I have noticed within myself um, that with most of the art forms that I approach, I do, the inner critic is definitely there. There is one expression uh, form that I have not experienced, or at least not um, in these later years of my life. I haven't really experienced a lot of uh, inner critic, and that's with my dance movement. Um, for whatever reason, I don't experience a lot of inner critic uh, when I dance. It's pure joy and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all improvisational movement and so there's a freedom to that because 
it's a very embodied outward expression and for whatever reason yeah I don't have the inner critic with that um, but I do with singing um, singing uh, you know there's an inner critic that was formed early on in my childhood because my family would put me in competitions and competitions have judges and so that definitely instilled a, a certain under, uh, understanding of judging and criteria and um, so I think that what formed part of my inner critic on some of my creative expressions but for whatever reason my dancing it, it didn't uh, <laughs> it didn't really that's a yeah. joy that, well I think it's true we all can look back at childhood experiences that have stopped us in our tracks right. I know that singing for me is one I was uh, not accepted in the chorus of an operetta once and I think the teacher might have even said I had a bad voice oh, and I, I can I can just barely get a word you know I can to this day 50 years later I still can't think I can't sing it's there's like a tightness in my throat so I, I wonder um, since I try to help people overcome this with the visual arts I wonder what it takes to overcome that yeah I, I mean like you said earlier I'm, I'm not sure if we ever overcome our inner critic or our judgments of ourselves but we can definitely uh manage it and work with it and sometimes it can help us um make better artwork but uh sometimes it can debilitate us and make us not want to do things like you were saying uh you know that inner critic around singing has kind of stifled you from singing um uh, i have an experience that I, I did overcome it a few times and and I, I think it's so triumphant when you can overcome something so deep. I worked with a, a friend of ours teaching a class on singing Beatles songs, and we she set up a recording studio, and we sang this song together. And I just felt like I'd overcome so much because the the the, uh, the block was so big. It gave me a sense of triumph and courage to try other things. And I'm hoping that I can encourage that with my painters. Yeah, it's it's a it's a powerful when you can get past some of that. Like, I, I have it with singing also. Um, but yeah, there there I still I challenge myself and I I still try to make recordings of singing and try to release and uh, and put that critic in the corner and and make little videos and share the videos of myself singing. Uh, with a friend um, so yeah it, it, it's, it's also you know your inner critic can also be a, a point of, of self-growth um, when you can figure out how to navigate that inner voice and figure out ways to uh, be triumphant over its negativity because <laughs> really negative yes. voice inside our head that stops us from expressing and sometimes experiencing great joy from the thing that we're scared to do or the thing we're scared to try um, yeah right and I think that that's what I'm this is my subject I'm most interested in and how can we help people overcome their fear of making art and how to encourage them to go forward and also to go on a pathway that is productive rather than destructive because I think that can happen yeah, too. Yeah, not letting them drive the bus. Uh, 
yeah yeah the things are the things we're scared of or the things um that we're critical of don't let those little monsters drive the bus and instead put them in the back of the bus you know (laughs) and 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 the the more uh optimistic and positive aspects of yourself um can try to start to drive the bus and instead of letting those fears drive it It's a really fun, exciting process. I can tell you enjoy it as much as I do, even though sometimes right. it's hard. Hard to break through those barriers. And So um, is there anything else you would like to say about creative process that you'd like to share with people, uh, ways that you've helped yourself to take advantage of creative times in your life for your own benefit? Yeah, I mean, I think something that's helped me a lot is trying to reframe uh, my creative time as not a waste of time, not, oh, I should be doing something different, but actually reframing it and saying, oh, this is time for myself to drop in with myself this is meditation time or this is my prayer and putting an intention uh not necessarily an intention of the output but an intention for oh what does this time mean for me and how is it going to benefit how i approach other things in my life and because i often find that being creative is a way of it's like a um, therapeutic and so if I can take care of myself and have this therapeutic moment this prayer this meditation then when I'm done with my creative time slot or you know that I've given myself that I can then approach life in a in a a more balanced way I can be more helpful to others because helping myself makes me strengthens me emotionally and so then I can be a stronger person coming away from my creative time and then um, assisting others so just reframing kind of like you know if you think about doing the dishes as awful and annoying and tiresome then that is what dishes are going to be for you they're going to be tiring and annoying but if you reframe it and say oh if I do dishes um, I'm gonna you know have uh, a lovely time at the dinner party I'm so excited to do these dishes you're reframing it as something that adds to your life instead of depletes you And I know that's easy to say and not always easy to do because we have internal feelings, but I do encourage people to reframe anything that they're doing. Um, And especially in this context of creative time and making creative time for yourself, try to reframe it so that you're not thinking and letting your inner critic say, uh, oh, what are you doing with this time? This isn't productive. It is actually productive to be creative. You are doing a mental health check for yourself you are doing inner therapy for yourself Uh, you're creating a space to heal and when you're healed other people are going to experience you differently wise words especially now when we're going through tough times everybody and trying to help each other along 
and maybe it seems selfish to do this, but you said it very well, that if we take care of ourselves and make ourselves strong this way and resilient, then we can be much better for others. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for this very interesting conversation. I love talking to you about creativity and we could go on forever, <laughs> but we're going to wind up now and I want to thank you, Liza, for, for all your help in discussing these subjects that are so dear to my heart. And uh, for me, um, if you want to hear more, you can go to patreon.com, Wendy Sonneson. Thank, thank you, you Liza. Wendy. And bye for bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>